So you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in a warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on this Sunday Morning Sleep-In podcast. You're still going to miss out on some things that are pretty important. For example, we're going to miss your lovely face. And you're going to miss our lovely faces, all of us, old, young, and everybody in between. All of the different ways that we experience and express the love of God to each other. Uh, we will miss you as part of that community. And we won't be able to give you any of the delicious snacks that we share together after service. But we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or perfect preachers. We are your average pastor helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast, so if you're away from home or working or doing all the last minute errand running that you are maybe doing, you can still keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we hope that you will enjoy it with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, we encourage you to think for yourself and think critically. Uh, We know not everybody's going to agree with everything we have to say, but our hope is that we start a conversation. And as you consider what you think about whatever we're talking about today, that you'll experience the mysterious loving force in the world that we know as God moving in your life. So, Chris. Mm. This is the season of the Christmas movie. I love Christmas movies. My whole Christmas Eve sermon last year was about Christmas movies. I know. I know you love them because we've already been discussing some of the new offerings on Netflix this year. Oh my gosh, Netflix tweeted today. Oh, they did. And they said, to the 58 people who have watched The Christmas Prince for the last 18 days every day, who hurt you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, Netflix is... uh, Got a sense of humor. (laughs) Netflix is going after its people. Well, I got thinking this week about Christmas movies. And I I think I heard that, like, the Hallmark Channel, I should probably have done some fact-checking, but I heard they they created some massive amount of movies this year, like 30 new Christmas movies or something. That'll be great for us next year on Netflix. Right? But I got thinking about just how crazy um, Christmas movies are, because... Uh, generally, you can put them all in one category. What, check your brain at the door and check, be happy? Check your brain at the door and be happy. But they, they often have this theme of, like, coming home. Like, the jaded career woman has to come home to help save the family business and in the process finds love. Or, uh-huh. like, there's the, some... It's always a jaded person. <laughs> j- yeah, or, or, you know, like, the unhappy single woman, you know, who's running a, a business in her small hometown, you know, like... Yeah, There's or... always sort of this, like, especially those romantic, and even some in some ways, the ones about Santa Claus, right? Yeah, our favorite movies are definitely the ones that fall under holiday romances and made for ages 11 and 12. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fully admit it. Yeah, those are, those are the best. They're, they're totally escapism. But, like, this whole idea that, like, to come home, mm. right? Like, that home isn't necessarily the place where you've made a life. Yeah, and it's not always a place that's the most comfortable. That we have some, there's some redemptive quality about quote unquote coming home. There's been this theme this year in the Christmas movies, I've noticed, mm-hmm. that it's really about a preponderance of movies where somebody has moved off to the big city and made it. Yeah. And then they go back to their small town, and that's where like real life is. Happens. Yeah. And I'm like, well, who's paying for these movies, movies to be made? You know right? what I mean? Come on. Our theme for Advent this year is come home. Yeah. 
And it's more than like, oh, everybody should go to church. That's not what we're talking about when we say come home. What we're talking about is God come home to us. Come Mm. home and that we would come home in God. When I think about home, and especially like the Christmas movie version of home, it's like there's this very narrow definition of what home is. Mm. And it's like that that physical place. It's where your mom is. It's where your mom is or where you grew up. Or, you know, some somehow it is this physical place that you go back to. Mm-hmm. And that's home. And it doesn't matter if you live somewhere else. And I get thinking about that. And I realize that that, that notion of home is very narrow. And very limiting. Yeah. Because if you're always trying to go back somewhere. When I was talking to my Bible study on Monday, one of the things I realized, the reality is, is that you, it's just like you can't get in the same river twice. Mm. You can't go home again. Oh, you just quoted Pocahontas. That makes me happy. Yes. I was just about to quote John Foreman. He wrote a song called Southbound Train. uh And it's all about this, this journey home. And then sort of towards the end, he says something about, you know, home's not a place I can get to by train. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that it's not the, a physical location anymore. Right. Yeah. I, I want to explore a little bit, like, the different notions of home. So there's the home in the in the Christmas movie, the place you return to. Mm-hmm. There's also the notion of home being equal to family. Right. And that can be a very narrow definition of family, mm-hmm. right? Um, or and we... particularly in Christmas movies, it's usually confined to mom and dad or, or husband and wife. Or... or grandma and grandpa. Yeah, but it's it's generally not... It's like urban family with or, like all or of tribe, your, right? your people. But, but when we talk about what home is, sometimes when we reflect on that, it is our tribe. Mm-hmm. It is the people we would choose um, to be surrounded by. It's our dinner party. It's our dinner party. And then there's also the notion of like, home is where your heart is. You know, the sacrum well. kind of notion of home that kind of hallmarky, right? For lack of a better, better term, but you know, greeting card-esque. Um, yeah, you know, trite and easily said, you know, slips off your tongue, but you know, maybe isn't quite true, because I think we put our heart in a lot of other places. We we hang it up in a lot of places. Yeah, that that are, that are not that when we really look at it are not home. Mm-hmm. You know, the hours a workaholic spends at work, or those you know those other places we put investment. Yeah, no, any anybody that we give a part of our mental space to mm-hmm. in some degree or another. Yeah, right yeah. becomes. Some place that we end up hanging our heart, heart. that we're sort of emotionally invested, even right. if it's not yeah. home, if no, it's not no. life giving, if it's not to be home, right? Comfortable, if it's not home, can also have this notion of of the place where they have to accept you no matter what. Oh, so you can behave as badly as you'd like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Within this system, I'm you know I'm home, so it doesn't really matter who yeah, I am. I'm, I'm or your how son, I be- how so well you I can't behave. be mad at me. I'm your husband, right. so you can't be mad at me. Yeah. Notice all of the people in this scenario right. are male. I'm your mother, <laughs> so you can't be can't mad be, at me. Right, but, right. Um, um, and the, the notion of family, of home, sometimes gets twisted up with maybe not so... Some, like codependency or something or, else. Or with places where we can't be our authentic self, if we're, if we're that narrow about what home is, right? I know you and I have talked about, um, because we're both itinerant, mm. we're, neither one of us lives in the community we grew up in. Mm-hmm. And will not live here for very long either. And won't live here for forever. Um, you know, and that's been my entire life. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm a preacher's kid, so that, I'm a United Methodist preacher's kid, so I have moved and have known that moving is always possible. Yeah. And um, thinking about how, um, for me, home isn't a place, like, like I have a hometown, 
But it's I don't, like where you graduated from high, high school. school. Yeah. If you're going to that's not that. like where you would choose to go back to, to right. feel comfortable. Right. And so some, in some ways, sometimes I think about my home being where my stuff is. Yeah. Where I can make a place. Well, I really liked what you said. I, I tell people this in the ordination process when uh-huh. they're just beginning to serve mm-hmm. as a pastor. Maybe they're, they've only ever served in one appointment mm-hmm. yet. Uh, I tell them the thing that you said about like making your space comfortable mm, mm-hmm. is so important because that is the, that's basically the only home you get, you know, like right. that's your home and it's got to right. go with right. you. So yeah, it's yeah. okay to make your home comfortable. Yeah. It's okay. And it's okay to, you know, yeah. To invest in the better sheets, right? Yeah. <laughs> some, in some ways, but there's also home being a place. If so I think, I think of folks who maybe are adopted or maybe have been separated from the biological connection mm-hmm. um, that home becomes maybe defined by that in a way that's different than those of us who haven't had that experience. You mean it becomes more important because it's not something that was, that they could take for granted. Yeah. 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 Um, Which is why people go looking for their birth parents. Mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, Cause mm-hmm. there's that, well, there must be something here. There must be something here. Right. Um, you know, home, home is where people, help you lick your wounds and home can be an es- retreat or an escape from the world. Maybe, maybe, maybe one of the ways. I certainly, yeah, I certainly think so. I mean, you, you talk about licking your wounds, but it's also just the place where you can, like if, if we really invest in the idea that God calls us out of our comfortable places, mm-hmm. then it's okay to go back to our comfortable places and sort of regroup and then yeah. go back out again. Um, that we need to have a home base so that we don't lose track of who we are in the midst of what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's important yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and, and there's the, the strict definition of, of, of a home being the four walls that protect you from the environment. Right. Right. And that may may or may not be a comfortable thing for other reasons. And, and of course, this is in my head thinking about our church's work. With the homeless. With the homeless. And being a part of the emergency, emergency, the, the overflow, overflow, emergency shelter. Yeah. I love it when the people are really particular about calling them the houseless. Houseless. The houseless as opposed mm-hmm. to the homeless. And I think, well, okay. Yeah. But I think. <laughs> At this point I, we're splitting hairs, but okay. Well, yeah. I actually think it has some significance because I think, especially as what I'm talking about, that sometimes we assume because somebody doesn't have from our eyes. Like the four walls and the roof. The four, four walls and the roof that maybe they're not grounded or um, I don't know the word I'm trying to look for, but but they are other, right? And they're, it, they're at loose ends. They're at loose ends or... They are a wandering Aramean. Right? But they may have family. They may have home in a different way. The scripture for Sunday is Psalm 85. Mm-hmm. Which for, the, is, for the second Sunday in Advent. For the second Sunday of Advent. For this, I'll read it here because it... It's short. It's short. Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You pardoned all their sin. Let me hear what God the the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear them, that that his glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and will make a path for his steps. Last week, we talked. I talked about the Isaiah passage. We both did. Mm-hmm. You know, Isaiah's this crazy prayer that God would come down and fix everything and um, be, be in the midst and, and show up. 
Mm-hmm. And the psalmist is writing a, a psalm later in time that says, you did it, God, you showed up. You showed up and this <laughs> is how up, we knew that you were going to show up. And this is how we knew you showed up. And, um, but, but, I, but I'm touched by there's a change, at least for the psalmist, in understanding who God is and how God works. And how God works because they suddenly realize that they're preparing the space for God to show up in by this whole, the righteousness idea. Righteousness right? like idea, the idea yeah. of, Which is... The way I often think about it is right relationship. Yeah. So righteousness is not about like, I never say a swear word and I don't smoke. Right. That righteousness it's... is about having positive, healthy relationships with people. Right. And sometimes that means, you know, not swearing at them. And yeah, it means not swearing <laughs> right. There's at some, them. Or, there are some connections there, but they're not. smoke in their face. But, it, but it, a lot of it has to do with building the relationships rather than a particular list of actions that cause harm. Right. And so where this connects for me with the notion of home mm-hmm. is that I I think that the psalmist is say, is saying to us, where we meet God and one another is home. It's there that we are home. Um, as disciples, as people who follow Christ, who are seeking to be in the midst of God's coming kingdom, the home is, is sometimes it's felt mm-hmm. in those all of those other ways we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, good, bad, indifferent. <laughs> um, and, and how our language around home is. It, it could be that the old homestead that our parents visited as kids and when their grandparents lived there, right? That could be home. But to bring it down to its very, very nakedness and and re- realness, it's the intersections. It's the places where we meet God, where we meet other people, that we find home, that we, God is revealed, that we are in the midst of this thing, this this miracle that we are waiting for. And it'll be different for all of us, right? Like, like we'll have the different experiences. We'll have, you know, sometimes it will, you know, we will need that quiet and solitude or maybe it will be in the midst of a crowd. Where we meet God is home. And that changes everything when we start to live into that. Yeah, because... I don't know. I don't know if I totally agree with you on this one. Actually, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I want to agree. I want to agree. I want to agree. But I'm also thinking like, there's so many people I feel God calls me into relationship with who are not peaceful. To, like who are not... Oh, no, I'm not saying that it You're... always that it's always easy. I, I don't want to paint the picture that that all those places are beautiful. I think that we are home, even in those hard places, even in those difficult relationships when we are in the midst of where God would have us be. Because hmm. I cause I would agree with you. Like, it could be, oh, well, is, this isn't this isn't easy for me. This must not be where God calls me. No. No, 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 no. And that's, see, I'm, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm saying this isn't easy for me. This is where God calls me, but it's not where I have to stay 24 hours. Right. Back. No, and I'm not saying that, yeah. like, like, you live in it, like, right. like, like, that all of it is uncomfortable. But I thought, like, the idea, of, for me, the idea of home is, like, that is where you live. Like, that's where you get... That's I think I think restored. I think we live into all of those places. Mm. That I think sometimes we we ignore those intersections and in the process eliminate the possibility that we would be found or that we would be part of the finding of others. That home sometimes isn't always <laughs> it, home is where you live, but sometimes you live out there and sometimes you live in here. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm thinking about it. What comes to mind is the um, when I gave the sermon on Sunday morning at the 8 a.m. service, Joyce, my music director, piped in and she says, because that's the more informal service, right? So they're more likely to talk back to me. Yeah. She piped in and, and talked about how they had been in the prison. Um, she's part of the prison ministry. Um, and they had gone and done the, the Christmas Altrea kind of thing. Mm-hmm. She had experienced this home of bringing home mm. to people but also coming home. 
mm-hmm. herself, even though she doesn't live there. The, the, the prison is not her, you know. It's not a scary place anymore. It's, not, it's, it's not a familiar scary. place. It's a familiar place, yeah. yeah. And the, the intersection there of, of, of what they were receiving as people with privilege who can come in and out, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, meeting those who have to stay. Home can be anywhere we meet God face to face, hand in hand. And I think about that oftentimes when we meet God, it is not the Christmas story, right? The angels appear and they have to say, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. There's something in there to challenge the notion that it's all about you know, making the perfect picture. So you're saying home is where God's heart is, not necessarily where, where your our heart is. is. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Home is where God's heart is. Yeah. Okay. And, and that sometimes we're called to be closer to that than others, mm-hmm. you know, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah. we do need that place of safety and, and security and, and solidness. I'm trying to figure out what we call that if that's not home. Uh, maybe our language is limited. Uh, of course, always. <laughs> maybe of it's course. home. It's home, but it's not on, our only home. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how do we make that distinction. Yeah, when um, we're talking about it. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, good po- it's a good point. Another yet another sermon inspired by cheesy Christmas movies Woo-hoo! and the Psalms and the Psalms. But thanks, thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to the idea of home that we've been discussing today, you can shoot us an email. We're at Sunday Morning Sleep In at gmail.com. You can find us on Sunday Morning Sleep In where you'll find show notes for every episode. So we put links into the scripture and links into some of the stories that we've been talking about. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Sunday Morning Sleep In. The scripture for this podcast is Psalm 85, and the theme music that you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. And so we end each and every podcast and each and every worship service with a blessing, a Sunday forth, a benediction. And the benediction I have for you this day is that you would meet God where God is, that you would find home where God finds home, in your heart and in the heart of others, and Um, where love and faithfulness meet and righteousness and peace kiss. Amen. Amen.